don't go around telling everyone I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I've had enough of Margaret's chit chat in the coffee room. You just go off into the distance. Unlike, unlike the fluent show, you don't go like, oh, everybody, we're finished. Then you come back a year later and you're like, ah, it wasn't here, whatever. Welcome to the fluent show, a podcast all about languages, how to reach your potential, and I guess coming back from off <laughs> hello don't really know what i'm gonna say here anymore but my name is kirsten cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and i'm here with my podcast co-host Lindsay from lindsaydoeslanguages.com hey Lindsay. hello hello and this we... feels strange <laughs> in a good strange. way in a good way and it feels oh, strange in a good way and this feels really strange in a good way because we are a discontinued podcast coming back to you uh, to bring you the favorite episode of listeners and to be honest one of certainly mine Lindsay I don't know about you favorite episodes of the entire year it was irresistible nah I don't like it oh no well, I'll, I'll go now um, welcome to top tools <laughs> no <laughs> we are doing words of the year and the year in question is 2022. So we're recording this just into January of 2023. And the words of the year have been collected. And I've got lots and lots and lots of them. And we decided, hey, or I decided, and Lindsay said, yes, hey, why not do an extra episode? Why not just do a little bit of fun and collect the words of the year? Lindsay Williams, how you been? Not too bad. Not too bad. How about you? Yeah, I've been good. Thank you very much. I've had an eventful year. And in terms of languages, I'm still studying Welsh, as always, I guess. <laughs> no and surprises. Yeah, you know, there's something when I was thinking about what's changed or where am I at in my languages, there's something I wanted to share that I think is interesting is since maybe not doing a show and... um not really been blogging new stuff because I have such a big archive. So I've just been like, update old blog, blog update old blog. Um, so I've not really been sharing my language learning journey as much. And I'll be honest, I felt less pressure. It's not like I haven't done anything. Um, I've stuck with Welsh, but I felt less like weird about how I don't do four languages. And usually I, f I feel a little bit like, oh, have I got to prove myself? Is there something here? Whereas this has just been a lovely time where with me and the language I enjoy mostly. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I also haven't shared much of my own learning because kind of the same thing where I've been going through old stuff, trying to neaten things up before making new stuff. And mm. And and yeah, like, I think as well for me, because I've been doing this master's thing for like two and a half years, final month now. Way. Oh my God. <laughs> and so feeling very much this excitement to kind of reignite lots of different languages and what's new that I want to explore. What do I want to revisit? What do I want to do with this time that I'm going to gain back? That for, you know, for a lot of these past couple of years, I've been spending on um, 
on writing about language and thinking about language. So that's quite exciting. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what this year brings in that Mm. sense. Have you been trying any like new apps or anything new? Apps? Nothing new that comes to mind. In terms of language, I have just this past week um, watched a film called Wajida, which is about a young girl named Wajida, and it's set in Saudi Arabia. And I know next to nothing about Saudi Arabia, right? Mm -hmm. And Arabic is a language that I've, I've kind of dabbled in multiple times in the past you know I've, I've done bits with the alphabet I've learned the odd phrases here and there I remember probably like a decade ago now I went to Morocco and I wanted to learn some um some kind of you know useful travel phrases for that and so these these little moments where it's come in to my life and it's been it's been there for a bit and then it's gone again but watching this film, I think I've, and I've always been a bit intimidated, I think. I think I've spoke to you about this before, Kirsten, how mm. there are some mm. languages that feel like it's all or nothing. You go in and you go, you, you, you go straight to C2 and you really dedicate and you really commit or you just mm-hmm. don't bother. And weirdly, I would put, I'd put Russian in that group. I'd put Japanese, Korean and, and Chinese and plenty of others as well, but Arabic too. And that thought hasn't put me off learning any of those other languages. But with Arabic, it always felt like gulp, like at the start. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's like, well, what dialect do you choose? You have to pick a dialect. And it just felt very kind of restricted from the beginning, you know. So I'm I'm excited. And literally, I stopped watching it about halfway through. I've kind of watched it in parts a little bit. And after I stopped watching it, I was like, right, let me just go and grab my Arabic book off the shelf that I've had <laughs> waiting for me to be ready. Yeah. And and I, I I you know, I dug in and I got started. So I'm excited to see where that leads this year. Um mm-hmm. and if that becomes like a regular language for me. Yes. Oh, that's really cool. I love mm. that you do that thing where <laughs> you like interrupt what you're watching and just go like this word and that word. And I heard this and I'm kind of curious now. And let me just like, I do this. And I'm like, oh, let me just Google what they're saying. And like, mm. let me Google the language they're speaking. <laughs> How does this work? And yeah, that's cool. Okay. So maybe Arabic on the radar and you're still doing Russian? Yeah. Probably, still yeah. doing yeah. Russian. Yeah. Still doing Russian. Cool. Well, I finished um, Welsh book so so the b2 in 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 the welsh system they don't teach you necessarily by cfr so the book says b2 on it but it also says Euch, which means higher mm-hmm. and i finished last year the Euch one book and there's three mm-hmm. there's a one two and three so i've now moved on to the Euch book two which means i'm getting deeper into the b2 and genuinely like the the two book is a little harder um it's exciting <laughs> that's like my my very slow, very steady, very ambling progress, but I do really, I still love it. I still really, really love it. And I like getting deep with a language. And I haven't, yet, like I said, I, normally I think I would feel a bit like, oh, what kind of a polyglot are you? Da, 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 da. Um, why aren't you doing French? And I kind of make myself do it, but it's been, I felt a bit less of that. And I wonder if that's, um, I wonder if that's a factor 
uh, if a factor in that is being a little bit more private with my language learning. Mm, interesting, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the development. And before we go into words of the year, listeners, it's it's coming. You know what we're like. Anyway, it's a bonus episode. You don't have to listen. So <laughs> before we go into all that, I was going to say like big high five. Don't have a sound effect um, to both of us because last year was our 10th year in solo self-employment language business, right? Yeah. How mad is that? It's pretty mad. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty mad. Pretty wild. Ten years. Ten years. <laughs> so everyone listening, you've got like twenty years of experience here and basically two masters. We're very, very clever. And that's why we've got all of the words <laughs> of the year for you. <laughs> you don't brag enough. It's not bragging. It's real. Now mm-hmm. Um, I have words of the year for you. Shall we just, shall I just give you some countries of what I've got and then you can tell me where you'd like to start? Go for it. Okay. I have got our friends, Australia, as always, the words, the words. Oh my God. There's some really good stuff this year. Um, I've got two from the UK. I've got two from Australia. I have a new, a new entrant, a new, um, uh, dining guest at the table of words of the year uh, in the fluent show Austria I got Austria for you I've got as always Germany I've got the uh, Duden um, which I'm gonna be I'm gonna be gloating all over this podcast I've got the kanji from Japan and we have one of the Americans and little ones from Norway and Portugal is there anywhere in particular you would like to start Yes, let's start with English. Dip our toes in and then we'll delve deeper into other languages from there. Excellent. Do you want to start at home here in the UK? Why not? Let's do it. Okay. Oh, right. The Collins word of the year, Collins Dictionary, is permacrisis. Permacrisis. Now, permacrisis... I've not really used it that much over the years. It's not like last year's vaccine. <laughs> I don't go around saying, oh man, what a perma-crisis. <laughs> but how do you feel about that word? I know instantly what it means. Like it's permanent crisis, right? But mm-hmm. I've, like you say, I've never used it. I've never heard anyone use it. Is it like they've made this up themselves and just decided... <laughs> This is 2022. This is 2022. I mean, here in the UK, it does resonate, I guess. We have had 17 prime ministers, right? (laughs) Yes, we've had 17 prime ministers. That's where we're at. Okay. The Queen became prime minister (laughs) shortly and then died. Is that right? (laughs) I don't don't um, think she did. (laughs) If you are listening and you are like in the USA or something like that, uh, we have had three prime ministers in the UK and also the monarch died. And the monarch was the queen you might have heard of. Um, Queen Elizabeth, OG queen. Mind blowing when you look at like since she came onto the throne, how much, 70 years I think on the throne, just yeah. how much happened and how like she's met the Beatles, she's met Elvis, she's met She's met like, the Beatles. <laughs> Is that... She's met the Spice Girls. She's met the Spice I was Dana gonna say the same. Yeah. <laughs> but um 
that certainly I but I don't think that was I didn't I don't remember that as a crisis I remember that as like I don't know national mourning lots of queuing and then we kind of all moved on it wasn't a crisis because it's like you know what's coming next mm-hmm. you know that Prince Charles is then going to be king and then they're going to change the money then they're blah 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 like there was no surprise like her her death more than perhaps anyone in the world maybe definitely the country was pl- not pl- not her death was planned her after death was planned down to a t so there was no there's no crisis there in oh. the kind of immediacy of what happens but i think when you compound the fact of like losing a 70 year reigning monarch alongside mm-hmm. i mean I, I read something online, some kind of tweet thing or whatever that's like, um, who was uh, prime minister when the queen died is going to be a really great pub quiz question in 20 years. <laughs> like, how did Liz Truss end up speaking? She spoke at the funeral, right? Like, what? What? I think so, yeah. <laughs> that's just bizarre. So, like, that's, that's yeah. the weird bit of it all. So I think when you combine everything, but it yeah. feels like also 2022... There's a lot of coming out of COVID. I know it's not like mm. fully, you know, over or anything, but at some point... No, but the fear, you, you, the, the kind of underlying anxiety sort of eased up and I felt just exactly. exhausted. Like, I think everybody was tired from being tense for years. Yeah. And so that isn't, to me, a permacrisis. That's like coming out of a chrysalis. <laughs> coming out of a chrysalis yeah you know yeah but it hasn't wiping felt off like the sticky I'm stuff energized and blooming it has felt like i'm just so tired oh my god um i mean i i don't i'm not gonna file it under like best years ever i have to say i've, I've I had high hopes um maybe shouldn't shouldn't have high hopes but it was this sort of yeah not not bad not good it had some really good stuff in it um but also mm. um this podcast is not being interrupted by meowing because my beloved cat died so yeah Bit of this, bit of that. Yeah, was... perma crisis. Oh, and I guess Russian invasion of Ukraine, um, which leads us to the next word, because I've got the candidate list here, and I'd mm. love to go through it with you. So mm. perma crisis to me, bit of a... Bit of were a they weird... the ones last year who had the really the other really rubbish word, where it was like, oh, I can't remember, but there was one of the dictionary companies that had that didn't have vaccines. had a really odd one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe I it don't was Collins. Which one. Maybe they're always trying to be fancy. Um, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll I'll give you the candidate words because I think there was some really good stuff in there. Um, some of which, uh, some of which I okay, I have got definitions for, and I'm going to tell you that those definitions were written by AI. So I just wanted to mention that AI oh. writing and AI chat generators and all that kind of stuff is getting more and more and more. And then when you when I was typing, it went, "Oh, do you want do you want to use the AI?" And I said, "Yes, okay." Um, and I put "explained" and the word, and then it gave me explanations. So they're actually fairly decent. It's not perfect. Interesting. Um, okay. I think one of them had to be edited, but just wanted to also say AI is coming and they're going to be in our brains. Okay. Um, first. Candidate word of the year from Collins. This is a good one. It's a keeve. Mm, mm. I mean, this feels a much, not like a better choice. That obviously, you know, 
the war is a bad thing, Russia did wrong. Mm. But like, that feels like a more appropriate, that's the word, appropriate choice. Yeah, it's, it, I think as a word of the year, it's so evocative, right? Permacrisis is like, here's a description of something that nobody actually says. But yeah. Kiev is evocative because you have to think about what is what does that mean? What does that stand for? And also you think about how to say it. I remember quite early mm. on, I've for my whole life called it Kiev. Yeah. Right? And then I, think I remember... that's why they chose this, because it's no longer K-I-E-V, it's K-Y-I-V. Because uh-huh. quite early on it came out how there's the Russian pronunciation and the Ukrainian pronunciation. And that then feels like, oh, wow, that's quite mm. indicative of their whole history and relationship and Mm. yeah yeah this feels like a much better choice i thought this was really good yeah so someone put us in charge please of next (laughs) year's oh oh i've got when we get to the german word honestly i've got the biggest case for why i should be the boss of everything it's just yes someone put us in charge i agree with you very much okay second word we just start our own word of the year (laughs) oh my god done ah yes Yes, I love this. I love this very much. Okay, uh, number two, global word of the year. Uh, second word in Collins is party gate. I do love a good gate suffixed word. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and it's Although, very mm, British specific, this. Yeah. Would you like me to try and explain? Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> so I think one of the reasons why we've had 17 prime ministers this year is because it came out what feels like maybe the end of the year before, maybe the very beginning of 2022, that um, Boris Johnson, who was prime minister at the time, plus others, were attending parties in... December 2020 it would have been I guess where people could not attend funerals of loved ones people couldn't get married people could not see their dying relatives in hospital yet the people in charge of the country were were having having a having a little festive booze up and this was a big deal in our government like yeah where the prime minister hangs out yeah it's not 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 a good look not a good look no (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so this was a big deal. I, I think as well, like I say, this feels almost like so long ago. I kind of feel like Matt Hancock is a better or like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a former health secretary, get me out of here, would be yeah. a better candidate for this. Unfortunately, there's no Hancock gate, um, maybe. And there's no word coming out of it yet, but maybe for... If he keeps going, maybe next year we'll have a word that is coined in honor of Matt Hancock being everything that is entertaining um, and maybe less government competence. Okay. Anyway, don't want to get political. Uh, Maybe what he did in the jungle is the next word um, because I, again, a word I've never used, never heard. Listeners, tell us if if you use this a lot. The word in question is uh, spluting. Spluting. I tell you, they're honestly just making most of these up with this one. I've had to, this is really one I had to ask. Is this an AI? Artificial intelligence, yeah, to explain to me. Okay. Spluting is a type of behavior where a dog stretches out their hind legs and rests on their belly, rests their belly on the ground. So if you're doing yoga, it's basically puppy pose, what they're calling it. They're calling it spluting. What's this got to do with 2022? Why is this... 
mm. here. Um, nobody did a lot of this. Is this a TikTok trend? I was just going to say that. If, if there's something we don't know, it's probably TikTok <laughs> responsible for. You know what I mean? Yes. That's, yes. that's where it's come from. This is a very elder millennial <laughs> podcast. No, this is a very millennial podcast. Excuse me. Um, peak millennial <laughs> over here. 1989, like the Taylor Swift album. <laughs> Geriatric millennial over here. <laughs> Turning 40 this year. Okay, um, the next word, and unfortunately we have to we have to make things a little bit sadder. So okay, I'm gonna go via the somewhat silly to the sad, because one of these is really sad. Um I'm gonna go to how do you say this? Carolian. Carolian? Carolian first. Go, it's um, basically the word Carol and then E-A-N. So another lovely suffix. We've had party gate. Now we have Carolian. Um, the Carolian, yeah. Do you know what that means? Is it someone called Carol who leaned on something? <laughs> like, not a clue. It's, I think, uh, it might be that Listrust said it in at the Queen funeral or something. Um, we're now in the Carolian age because we've got King Charles. Oh. That's sad. That's weird. Yep, Carolian. Uh, moving on. Okay, uh, I'll give you... Can't they I'll... call it the Charlie Boy era? The Ch- <laughs> they cannot, weirdly. <laughs> oh, people called the Queen Lizzie, you know. That's true. But Yo, Liz, Liz. The Lizzie era. But like, oh. nobody walked around going like, oh, in this Elizabethan age or second Elizabethan, the second age or second Elizabethan age. So I think this is one of the things that we're going to be saying... Well, media are going to be saying for about three months and then nobody will be thinking about it anymore. Yeah, Not in my mind, a worthy no. candidate. Except for to mark the fact that the Queen died. And now Kick we it off the king. list. Did you know that he's like an instant king? Like it was, he, he instantly becomes king. I thought maybe somebody yes. had to like come to him and go, you're the king now. No, because he's not even been coronated yet, has he? We'll get another bank holiday for that. That's right. This is really the reason that we keep the monarchy around. Because I know that people abroad often <laughs> oh, think, I like, I, I remember speaking to someone once from Colombia who's like, yeah, but do you feel free? Because you have a monarchy. What? Do you, are you even, do you even know what that means? And I was like, well, it's not quite, <laughs> it's not quite like, you know, a dictatorship. No. <laughs> but, but like, I think, I, I think we, we, we kind of tolerate tolerate it because we get extra bank holidays when stuff happens <laughs> and we always have somebody to open a shopping center yeah even if it's a minor royal you know and tourism tourism billions yeah yes exactly yes. what do you do with buckingham palace if we have no monarchy that's right that's right you can't put boris I mean, you, in there you you could have a massive house party. you could house probably all of the homeless of london but yeah, you know that's true. <laughs> Under a big painting of some old queen. Exactly. Right. Okay. You could use them all as blankets. I'm going to park the revolution. But, well, when you just mentioned the homeless, and so I'm going to bring the really sad word. I think this is a really sad word that I don't think, I don't know whether this existed before 2022. Um, and the word is warm bank. Again, never heard of it. Really? Is it like a food bank with blankets? It's a similar similar it's uh, you know I, I, probably listeners you know what a food bank is so if you haven't got any um if you haven't got enough money to buy your own food you can go to a food bank and here in the uk we've had a big rise in food bank because um inflation and people don't have enough money and crisis i guess so 
a warm bank is because the heating costs have become so expensive this year. So if you can't afford to heat your house and you're getting really cold at home, it's a building that you can go to. So some universities have opened up their mm, mm, um, mm. foyers as warm banks so you can go there to warm up. I've heard them called warm spaces. Warm spaces. Warm, or, or warm rooms. Mm-hmm. And it, I've seen signs like, welcome to our warm room, welcome to our warm space. Wow. Tuesdays, three till four or something. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the but rest of the week. Not warm as in warm and friendly, but warm as in No, I think it's both. Don't get I, cold. Think, oh. I think it's both like libraries and churches. I've seen some yeah. signs outside around where I live. And yeah, it's quite a nice idea, I think. It's, yeah. it's, it's much like a food bank. It's a thing that should not exist. Yeah. That's interesting. I guess we've got a bunch of political words because we're, you know, in Ooh. a year where there's that much upset and so many changes and so many crises, um, it's impossible to not, you know, like have thoughts and have opinions and think, I, I wish things were like this. So um, it's an interesting perspective. Mm. And I know like it's, we've, we've previously had these conversations when it comes to women in language, the, the conference we've been running. And uh, women in language, all female speakers. And one of the reasons we decided to do all female speakers was that um, it tends to be that you get the man or that the expert um, is usually someone who we imagine as a man and men are regarded as the experts way more than women. So we wanted women to have the expert role. But similar to that, it kind of, you know, like there's this feeling of, which we didn't even have to talk about this, but it's just one of those it's like many, many injustices in the world and many, many unfair situations in the world. It's it's one of those. So warm bank. Yeah. Mm. Good point. Well made. Okay. I, this is a long list. This is a long list. So um, everybody's settling for a, for a long podcast. I hope you've got a cup of tea. Um, okay. The next word, I think we can skim over. Let me read you the AI definition because I'd never heard. Okay. Do you, have you heard of lawfare? No. That's right. Because who has, right? But do you want to know what lawfare <laughs> is? I mean, this really is a podcast of you educating me on words that Colin's <laughs> Dictionary have made up for 2022. Continue. If you're an English learner and you don't know the word lawfare, oh. no problem. No problem. We don't either. Nobody does. Okay. So lawfare <laughs> is a term used to describe the use of legal system to achieve a political or military goal. And I was like, what? What? So... I asked the AI to give an example. So that was all the AI said at first. So I put explain lawfare with an example. (laughs) So it says, for example, a government may use lawfare to target a political opponent by filing a lawsuit against them and using the legal process to delay or disrupt their activities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm still a little bit like, what? I mean, yeah. Is it like, it's like, does a dictator government do this? Is this like a thing that... It no, depends like what the law Russia is, right? When imprisons a political opponent and kind of sues them? I'm you know, we had about, a guy on the EasyJet flight. I'm thinking about Myanmar and how Aung mm-hmm. San Suu Kyi was put under house mm-hmm. arrest again, mm-hmm. sort of February 2021. I see. Like, so they've just gone, oh, you're in jail now, mm-hmm. so she can't be in charge of the party which had won the election, by the way. Um, and so because they're in charge and they make up the law, technically, I guess they're following the law because they made it up <laughs> to suit their agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that. 
Maybe. Like, so it's basically if someone speaks up against something that the government does and what you do as the government is you go, well, you're doing this illegally. It's a little mm. bit like in the UK, we've now had a law passed against protesting. Um, and it's like you can't go to, you can't be too loud or you can't be too close to the Houses of Parliament or something like that. So protesting oh. has been a little bit restricted. But this is not, I'm not sure what I would call that lawfare and interesting stuff. so i don't know maybe it's something to keep an eye on lawfare lawfare let's see if it gets through 2023 okay the last three words we're getting to the end of the collins words of the year shortlist um i think they're good i think they're good and one of them i'm sorry you think they're good you mean the last three yeah oh, i okay. don't think they're good things okay no? <laughs> I thought you meant I, I thought you meant you think they're good words. I'm like so far they're ninety percent terrible. Yeah, I think these are better. Okay, I'm okay. I'm excited for better. Okay, you're excited for better. Are you looking at the notes? I hope not. Okay, so the first one I'm gonna at the first one I'm gonna name you. I'm gonna tell you and I'm gonna say, does this sound familiar? Um, and that is sports washing. It sounds like green washing. Yes, and does it sound familiar to you in words of the year terms? No. It was, this is so cool, I, I saw this and I was like, aha, aha, this was word of the year last year in Norway, Sportsvaske, huh. and now we're on sports washing. Okay, what does it mean? It's when, I think it's like basically what they did with the Football World Cup, so it's when you are maybe a government or a company doing mm. some dodgy mm. and you but you sponsor or get involved with a lot of sports or maybe you get like Ronaldo to be your your mascot person, speak spokesperson, um, and then people like you because you're associated with a sport that they like. I think that's what it is. Okay, yeah, I can or see that. Or hope that people will like you. So it's it's kind of like greenwashing. Like you, you're, you're sort of doing something a little bit uh, questionable, but you you kind of draw everybody's attention to something else or you say something else and then it draws people people's attention to something. That makes sense. Yeah, mm. I can think of multiple examples. So I only think this is a good one because Norway saw it coming. Go Norway. Yeah, go Norway. Okay, the second one, I like as a... Um, like a word construction. It's alliterative. It's got a rhythm to it. As a concept, I think it's a bit silly, but hey, uh, quiet quitting. Mm, I know what you, you mean. It's nice, it's nice to say quiet quitting. Quiet no, quitting. I haven't. But I know from the description, well, I think I know exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. What does it sound like? It sounds like you hand in your notice, for example, and you just leave and you don't go back and you don't have a big leaving party or you don't go around telling everyone i'm leaving i'm leaving i've had enough of margaret's chit chat in the coffee room you just go off into unlike, the distance unlike the fluent show you don't go like oh everybody we're finished then you come back a year later and you're like hi what's the year whatever <laughs> <laughs> we, no i don't quite quit but um it isn't it isn't that what? what is it is it that though in a different context like shall i, shall I ask the ai to to define it okay go on i got a minute I'll open the notes. This had better work. Okay. <clears throat> AI assist. Got to click more. So you can ask it to do a creative story, to outline, 
to find action items. Um, create a story, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, write a creative story explaining quiet quitting. Generate. This is going to be a disaster. <gasps> okay, it doesn't know what quiet quitting is from this. And also this story is way too long to read out. Okay. Um, this is a... AI is terrifying, everybody. Whoa. And also really good. Yeah. Um, this is a six-paragraph story about how Alice um, had decided to try for weeks to quit her job. And then after a particularly um, difficult day, she decided she was going to quit. She grew up in a family where everything was done with a loud bang. <laughs> <laughs> but she had a de quiet determination she then did a letter of resignation. So I still don't think that's right. Is it the same thing, but when you leave like social media, but you don't make a big announcement, you no, don't go? No, no. Okay, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to edit this out. Okay. Because, because the AI has let me down. Boom. The AI has let me down because the AI thinks um, it is what Lindsay thinks it is. But actually, the dictionary definition from Collins is the practice of doing no more work than one is contractually obliged to do. Huh. That's it. That's it. What's that to again, do with quitting? Uh, yeah, again, that's kind of, that's kind of boring description. <laughs> kind of boring I, think, description. I think me and the AI, we got it better. Especially the creative story by the AI about Alice who yeah. quit <laughs> quietly. Without a loud bang. Good <laughs> on Alice. Loud, good on Alice. Look at her go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, quiet quitting actually, and, and this is sort of a, uh, it, some people have sort of made it into like, this is a sad state of affairs. Um, I know this, or in the UK, sometimes I have heard of this described in the context of uh, collective action as action short of a strike. So lecturers might do this. Um, and what it means is if your contract says you finish at 5.30 every day, you will mm -hmm. not work any longer. Like you just, you leave. Um, and I don't know why it's called quiet quitting because it's not quitting your job. Um, no. It's just saying, okay, no more. I'm going to like boundaries are boundaries. I'm going to do what I'm employed to do. And I'm not going to go above and beyond for my employer who I guess hasn't really, you know, risen to the challenge and helped me out at any point. Um, so I don't really know if the expression as such is, it's, it doesn't have word of the year potential, right? It's, it's a, it's kind of a, it sounds good. It's got two cues, a two cue alliteration is good, quiet quitting, but doesn't actually evoke what it means or what they're using it to mean. Rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Kick it off the list. That's right. Okay, the last one. I've literally, Lindsay. Do you have any idea what a vibe shift is? I, I'm going to be honest. I tried to read the link to the, <laughs> as you've called, terrible in capital letters article about it. I couldn't understand nope. from that what it is. It the art. Okay, so I have got, and I'm going to leave it at that. So, listeners, a vibe shift. I think is when. There's a trend and then there's a different trend or something. Like you've got the ice bucket challenge and it's up but that stops and everybody's doing blinding lights on TikTok. But honestly, no idea. Um, I will point you towards the an article that a person who says I'm the originator of the term vibe shift and is very pleased with himself about it. It's kind of like when you're in primary school and you think you invented a joke. 
It's almost like when you think you invented the Despacito effect. <laughs> oh, I did invent that phrase. <laughs> you should write an article about it. Uh, well, yeah, because um, then I be keep seeing it. That. It would be better than that. I'd never heard it until I said it, just going to say. Uh, <laughs> so um, the originator of Vibe Shift has written an article about Vibe Shift. It's so hard to read. It's so mm. bizarre. It's such a terribly written article. Um, it, it has like entertainment value just for being terrible. And I've put it in the show notes where you will find lots and lots of links to all the different dictionaries and also this article. Um, I recommend you check it out. I don't recommend you make yourself read it to the end if you don't quite want to. But I recommend you check it out. And then maybe you'll understand what a vibe shift is. Um, to me, that's got, again, nothing to do with 2022, except for maybe um, a nod to the increasing rise in social media trends and TikTok. Hmm. That's all I've got. Like hashtag vibe. So then when hashtag the vibe changes, it's a vibe shift. It's yeah. A, yeah. You no longer Meh. hot girl summer. It's like... It's a fad. It's a trend. Pumpkin spice summer. Hot girl summer. Hmm. Pumpkin spice, sad, sad girl autumn, right? (laughs) Cozy girl winter. There is that. These are all Spotify playlist titles that I've seen. No way. That's where I'm getting this from. (laughs) Hot girl summer, sad girl autumn, cozy girl winter. I'm excited to see what spring's going to bring in terms of the blank girl spring. Spring with a swing. Swinging, swinging girl spring. Like <laughs> she's really, <laughs> she's changed her, her tune. <laughs> she's finally taken action. Okay. And that was Colin. So out of the list, Lindsay, do you have a favorite out of Permacrisis, Eve, <sighs> Partygates, Pluting, Warm Bank, Carolian, Carolian, Lawfare, Quiet Quitting, Sports Washing or Vibe Shift? I mean, they're all... I think they're all terrible. Um, just Kiev. <laughs> Kiev is the most significant thing that has happened this year mm-hmm. globally. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it has to be. Yeah. I think if this dictionary... I mean, I think th- th- it fe- it probably fell to them too non-UK relevant, but I think it's been a, oh, it's just it's been relevant a huge to one. everyone. Exactly. So um, I also I agree with you that Kiev... And Kiev is the only word choice out of these in my mind that is evocative and powerful and tells a story and makes you think of 2022 specifically as well yeah yes maybe permacrisis i'll give him that okay let's move on to oxford oxford have gone really really fun this year do you know what they did yes They did a vote and I voted and I actually voted for the winning word. I didn't know what it meant. I thought it meant something else. And I voted for it thinking, oh, okay, yeah, I see. And then it came up after you'd voted with the description. I was like, no, that's not what I, that's not what I thought it meant. And so I was really disappointed I couldn't take my vote back. What did you think it meant? I thought it meant like when you've just like maybe like quiet quitting, right? My What I thought quiet quitting meant where you've just gone... Like I'm Alice. just going to chill. I'm just like Alice. She's not going with a loud bang. She's just kind of doing her own thing, not shouting about it. She's in the Oxford word of the year, which I won't say. <laughs> I'll let you. Yeah. Okay. So Oxford word of the year. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm going to read you the intro. So the public has spoken 
after opening the choice of word of the year, word of the year, up to English speakers for the first time in its history, just gonna say you did an internet poll. Yeah, not English you know speakers might have voted, guys. Right? right? Just, yeah, exactly. Guys, ladies, folks, All whatever. Um, over the last two weeks, more than three hundred thousand people cast their vote. So this was the first time you could go into Oxford's uh, dictionary. I don't think they promoted this enough, but cool. Um, and you could vote for what, what you want to become word of the year. And the candidates were metaverse. We know what that is, right? Mm. Metaverse. Goblin mode. I think metaverse made it last year on, onto the list somewhere. Um, goblin mode and hashtag I stand with. And they didn't give explanations of these words until you'd actually voted yeah. like Lindsay says yeah um, rubbish. now I voted for hashtag I stand with because I guess I could work out what it was and I really don't I don't vibe with uh, metaverse at all so but the winner was it I stand with hashtag I stand with was it goblin mode was it metaverse the winner is goblin mode um defined as not by AI, a slang term often used in the expressions in goblin mode or to go goblin mode is a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. Yeah. And what I see here is a little bit like in the quiet quitting, this sort of, and maybe even the spluting, maybe that, that's what I can't, I have no idea. Like the sort of, there's a sort of sense here of, you know what, I've had enough of expectations. I need a little break. Right. And that's what I thought it was when I kind, voted. Kind of is, huh? Imagine not giving a definition before. <laughs> I know. Again, What's put me in charge next year. We'll do it right. We'll do it right. We'll, we'll do another episode. <laughs> so Goblin Mode... Not an expression I've ever used. But... Never used, never heard of it. Yes. Ugh. But does it sum up something that you might be familiar with? Do you go goblin mode? No. Regularly? And, Do you find and... it relaxing? You're not the no. type, really. And that's why I found it so annoying that they made me vote. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't like you. I don't really care about metaverse. Hashtag I stand with. I, I, I stand with what? I stand with who? I, that didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of left with goblin mode and I, I gave it my own interpretation. And then I was like, no, <laughs> when I saw the... <laughs> Well, when I, I saw the definition approving of an expression that sums up something that kind of resonates with people let's say that doesn't mean you approve of goblin mode as such although interestingly the whole point of goblin mode is that it's rejecting approval who have you ever heard say oh man Kirsten I've had enough I'm going goblin mode nobody, <laughs> nobody. there you go it feels like um, an expression that not necessarily people have been using as much, but it feels like an expression that people have, that people will embrace. Like, because it... But it, that it isn't, but that isn't what a word of the year should be. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be like a dictionary company trying to predict what people are then going, trying to influence what people are then going to start using and then going to start saying. It should be looking backwards. Yeah, stop trying to make you know what I mean? happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, stop trying to make goblin mode happen. Yes. But people voted for it, right? So people like it. Yeah, because they probably all thought like I did. Oh. But, okay, so the actual goblin mode, sort of over the Christmas holidays, 
you have to sort of you know you might you might have a day where you don't really get out your pajamas or something like that. I mean, mm. I don't own pajamas, so. And then you call it a duvet day, or ah, a, a lazy day, day or a oh, pajama day. I don't know. Goblin Just mode. Eating crisps, watching all of the traitors in one go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I have not called it that. It's not something I necessarily like fully indulge in. But I think maybe I don't know. Maybe people found it aspirational. <laughs> And then voted for Goblin Mode. Um, this was our this was our word of the year from Oxford, from the UK. So last year they, they chose vaccine and did a massive, massive like um, PDF um, report on it that was like really, really detailed. This year it was like, hey guys, <laughs> which one do you want? Cool, Goblin Mode it is sorted. And that was that. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, so Oxford, kudos to you. Um, goblin, goblin molded. Maybe they goblin molded a bit this year as well. But I actually, I don't mind. I'm not judging. I think this is cool. I think it's a cool new approach to having the word of the year. Maybe they were looking at what the American Dialect Society does because they do a vote every year. But they do like a vote of their members of like uh, established linguists, whereas this was oh. just like, hey, internet, what do you think? Um, I like the idea of a public vote. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. I think you need more than three candidates. Do you reckon Collins should have done a public vote? Like, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Because much like Eurovision, Keeve would have won. Yeah. And, and that would be been appropriate. True. Good points. Well made. Um, that was it for the UK. That was it for the UK. Would you like to stay with English or would you like a palate cleanser in this okay. longest podcast? But, um... So bay me. <laughs> What does that mean? Oh, okay, ballot cleanser, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Okay. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to the first uh, non-speaking, non-English speaking place that I've got on my list here, which is Austria. Um, i got to say, the German speaking countries, we like our words of the year. So Austria has got um, a word of the year. Word of the Year candidates, an unword of the year, and a youth word of the year. They also had a saying of the year and an unsaying of the year, but they were like, like in German, and I had to read the explanations, so I thought, oh, I'm not going to put them on a podcast, because if, if you want to find out what they are, uh, listeners, again, show notes, fluent.show slash 241. Now, Lindsay, do you want to know the, the candidates, I guess, of the, the words of the year that didn't quite make it over there? First of all, I have a question. What okay. is an unword? Oh... Oh, um, Germany does this too, right? And Germany has done the unword of the year for absolute decades. So the unword of the year is something that you kind of go, well, either it's you're making something terrible sound better than it is, and we don't agree, uh, we don't approve of that, or it's like a word where you say we shouldn't even be describing. Like it's sort of like we shouldn't even be describing this. We should be fighting this. Oh, like. Permacrisis <laughs> is like a, a, a warm bank. Like I said, how a food bank shouldn't exist. The concept mm-hmm. of a warm bank is just terrible and should not ex- have to exist. Yeah. Would that then be an unword of the year? It can be an unword of the right. year. It's just okay. um, often it's like, a, like I'll give you some examples from the, the Duden because I've got it in front of me. So these are Germany ones. Uh, the 2017 word of the year in Germany was Alternative Fakten. Alternative facts, classic. Alternative facts, right? So you kind of don't time. want that. <laughs> <laughs> or was <Yeah>. it? <laughs> like, 
like you just you you don't want that and then in 2020 one of them was uh there two because madia was a corona dictator a corona dictator corona dictatorship right okay so it's people being like oh masks you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and calling it a dictatorship um and then in 2019 also it was a clima hysterie so climate has climate hysteria okay so i have a question an unword of the year is like a hmm. how like like a negative thing yes Yes, it's sort but of then, just inappropriate and possibly like some of them even say like this is this has, there's no dignity in this like you this is bad. Does that mean that the word of the year is always something positive and like that in a few years time will be nostalgic? No. Okay. No, like 2020 say Germany had corona pandemic. Okay. Right? So then again it's sort of a word of the year is often you think of a word that captures the the zeitgeist right it captures sort mm. of the mood and what's on everybody's mind okay so an unword of the year also kind of captures the mood but is but but isn't something that um, like i guess it's sort of chosen as something where it's like these are not the values that we as a society want to stand for that feels like quite a strong move for a dictionary. <laughs> yes, but in Austria it's not the dictionary. In Austria it's the Gesellschaft für Österreichisches Deutsch, the GSOD, uh, okay. um, so the Society for Austrian German. Um, okay. It's particularly Austria re- relevant. Um, so I'm going to give you the candidates first. So there are two candidates, and I think both of them will make sense to any English speaker. So the first one is Klimabonus. Climate Klima bonus. bonus. Climate bonus, and this describes a bonus payment. So I'm translating from German here. Um, a bonus payment, which is paid, except for a few small exceptions, paid to almost every living human. <laughs> that's what I put it in Austria, which is financed from the CO2 tax that they have there, and is is aimed at rewarding climate friendly behavior. The bonus has been positively received, um, even though some people were saying, you know, it's a little bit controversial, but overall positively received. So they pay everybody a climate bonus financed out of CO2 tax. I like the sound of that. So that is a positive. Yes, yes. So this is a candidate for word of the year, not unword. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, so the climate bonus. So yeah, describes... Like, it's a short description of something the government has done that probably affected almost everybody in Austria. Um, and it's very, it's, feels like a sort of progressive move. So that's interesting. However, the second word of the year candidate is corruption. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So Did they have 17 prime ministers too? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They had the year before, or the year before the year before, they had the whole thing with Ibiza. Like when they when the Venga Boys song came back into fashion, um, we talked about it back then. Where I think some politician went to went to Ibiza um, and got filmed with a lady talking about um, how they were gonna what what she was paying him to do like in the government. Um, oh and Yeah, yeah, and then they all took they all took the Mickey out of him and it went and um, Venga Boys were going to Ibiza song went back into the charts. Oh, amazing. Yes. <laughs> and the word of the year is inflation. 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 
Yeah. Uh, not okay. that exciting. I mean, yes, yeah, these are a little sober compared to like. You know what? I'm surprised. And and that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that inflation you've just reminded. I'm surprised with the UK ones. No one said cost of living crisis. Like that's just everywhere. Like I say that all the time when you go into yeah. like the supermarket and the milk price has gone up. You go, oh, cost of living crisis. Like that feels like a a kind of 2022 summary as well. Like- Interesting. That's probably but they where the permacrisis came from. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cost of living crisis weirdly wasn't on there, and it's something that you see a lot in the media. Yeah, um, you see that a lot. I do want to give a demerit, I guess, if I can, to the jury, um, because maybe they made a mistake. They put the pictures of their jury online for the Austrian Society for Austrian German, and it's seven men, four women, all white, all academics. Yeah, that's very much though. Very uh, diverse this is like reflection the, of language in Australia. But this is the but this is the Academy of Austrian German, right? So yeah, language academies. What so it should have more men in it? No, Uh-oh. no. I'm just saying. Typically, <laughs> that's no yeah. surprise. Is what I I'm know, saying. I know. But I'm like, yeah. guys, come on. Like, but um, so maybe maybe room for improvement there. Um, the youth word of the year in Austria for the youth is smash. Okay. Smash. And this is used as a verb, so it's like smashing. Um, <laughs> and apparently it means something like uh, getting off with somebody or like, you know, essentially oh, ha- co- copping off, getting off, um, <laughs> making out, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, so, and, and apparently it's also having a meaning shift. So people are also using it to mean something like awesome. Right? So you can say smash. Um, oh, like the I mean that is going back in time to smashing. I guess. Or absolutely smashing. <laughs> yeah. I mean I don't know whether they were inspired by that in Austria, the 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 youth. No, but they soon will be saying it and then they'll realize. Ah, well. <laughs> they'll smash. get monocles. So you can smash someone, which seems to not mean hitting them in the face, but it means uh, kissing them in the face, I guess. Um, and then you can also say smash, and it means great. This is just how my understanding of this, as I read the dictionary, geriatric millennial. Um, do you want to know the unword of the year? Yes. Okay, so I think this is interesting. Um, and this is, okay, I'm going to read this to you in German. It's Energiekrise. Energy crisis. Energy crisis. And it is, it was um, chosen as an unword or it becomes an unworst word because the constant referral to how we have a scarcity of resources, natural resources, actually kind of muddies up and hides the uncontrolled high profits of energy companies. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of, they're saying, look, stop calling it an energy crisis if you're all making profits like crazy. Or stop mm. calling it an energy crisis if you're really benefiting from it. Because that crisis feels... for you, Shell. Yeah, that feels a bit like the shift from using the phrase global warming to climate crisis, mm-hmm. where global warming makes you think, oh, but it's still cold outside. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to, you know... There's no such thing as global warming. But then climate crisis kind of implies across the board change and problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's that emergency I've seen as well. Emergency, yeah. Just changing the language you use to more accurately represent. Yeah, okay. I I can kind of 
loosely understand now the unwordness yeah. and when of there's that. a crisis it's usually there's a sort of implication that it's nobody's fault right mm. like a crisis is a bigger deal than just excuse me a bigger deal than just one uh company's fault or one person's fault so maybe if you say like oh it's the energy crisis you know like we have to put up the price of whatever it is that you know keep you use to keep your house warm um but secretly yeah you, you are making massive profits um, yeah. i thought this was a, a good choice right that, so I'm gonna yeah give that, kudos that makes to sense that. yeah energy krisel um that was austria what did you make of austrian <laughs> the austrian it's linguistic interesting choices? it's interesting isn't it because like obviously with the british ones i know so much more of the context but mm-hmm. yet still a lot of them were rubbish choices but like <laughs> here this feels like i can kind of understand and you know not relate to in the sense but i can kind of see why they've been chosen yeah you know yeah. despite not being in that space it's true it's true yeah it it you have to sort of i felt like this um so it's not even about not being a german speaker you really have to be in the uh, cultural context mm-hmm. here because i had to read the explanations for them and then i went oh, okay yeah i get but like klima bonus it's it's an austria specific thing that's what i love about the words of the year um yeah. you know where the word of the year made no sense to me until i read the explanation go on good bridge here australia so Ooh. from austria shall we go to australia yes yeah oh, Let's do it. They, they, they have such good ones okay so in austria austria australia <laughs> apologies in australia there are two places um, where you get good sources of a word of the year. They are the Australian National Dictionary Centre and the Macquarie Dictionary. Now, I think M- the Macquarie Dictionary has the coolest list, uh, short list as ever. Um, there is also a long list, which I've put in the show notes if you want to go through it. But um, for obvious reasons, we're not going to go through like 30 something words uh, from Australia in this, but it's definitely worth checking out. So I'm going to give you the dictionary center first, and then we're going to go to Macquarie and look at their awesome short list. Okay, okay, so the Australian dictionary center word of the year is teal. Hmm. What do you associate or what what meaning does that bring up for you? I mean, if I'm closing my eyes so I can't see the accurate definition, <laughs> um, I'm, I think of the color. Teal. That's it. Yeah, me too, right? Teal. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you think, oh, how how is that the word of the year, right? To me, it just meant like nothing. Um, so yeah, the dictionary definitions, uh, a dark greenish blue color or even a breed of duck. Teal now has another meaning in Australian English. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so teal, off or relating to an independent political candidate or politician who advocates for greater integrity in Parliament and more action on addressing harmful climate change. And oh. you can also use it as a noun and say like someone is is a teal. They're a teal candidate. That's cool. So you go into government, and this seems to have been a, a big thing in Australia this year. You go into government, you stand as an independent, and you say, well, everybody needs to like get on more, and like it, party politics don't really work anymore. Um, and also we need to talk about the, the other huge thing that is in front of us, which is climate change. I like that. And I like 
what it represents. Like teal, I would say, is one of my favourite colours, that kind of bluish green. Me too, I love it. It's a good colour. And so it's a good colour choice. Like when politics is very much, which one are you voting for, red or blue? It's like I, I don't really like red or blue. If we're if we're breaking it down to color, <laughs> they're like two of my least favorite colors. <laughs> so yeah, I I I like this, and I can see as well. You kind of there's a bit of blue and teal. There's a bit of green. There's maybe a bit of red if you're mixing it on a palette. There's kind of it feels like it's between colors on a spectrum, so it fits. It makes sense. That's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really interesting. It it also has a real like socially and politically. It's got a real sort of disruptive, uh, n- not in a destructive way, vibe to it, right? It's this sort of idea of saying, and I think we we feel this. I mean, here, like I said, we've had seventeen prime ministers and stuff. It you do feel after all the crisis, after all the perma crisis, you do feel like well. Can we not do something else? Isn't there something else that we can come up with that might work? Like, can we not sort of try something different? Um, and I'm certainly, again, not a political podcast, but like one of the things that I do um, outside of all of this is I support the Electoral Reform Society in the UK because I also think some some things need to change. And this to me feels a little bit like that, but on a, on a big scale, right? So that it's really resonated with people. Um, you get... People saying, let's try something else. Let's, you know, let's not constantly vote for parties. So don't know if you're if you're Australian, let us know if we've captured this well, if we have uh, responded to it well, if it's roughly captured what you think it means um, and whether you go around saying teal and whether you voted for a teal. This is super, super interesting. Um, that's, that was the word of the year. Teal. Good mm. job them, I think. Like it, or at least to us, it feels like to me, it feels good. Maybe there's an Australian podcast somewhere. Um, maybe language charts. Hey, um, somewhere out there looking at the British word of the year and going, hmm, permacrisis. Yes, that's really good. <laughs> so <laughs> don't know. Okay, they also had a few really interesting ones on a on their short list. Um, the first one is a cooker. A cooker. Never heard that. Which no. is a derogatory term for a person who is involved in process protests against vaccine mandates, lockdowns, and a range of other issues perceived to be infringing on personal freedom. Don't know why hmm. they call him a cooker. Hmm. Interesting. You heard this before? No. No. Hmm. The shortlist also had quiet, quit- quiet quitting on it again. Ah. <clears throat> Not working beyond the hours and duties specified for a role. Um, and then another word, which is shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. Okay. You heard of that? No. It's when you the price of something stays the same. Say you've got um, a kilo of washing powder and it's uh, four pounds. And next week you come to the shop and it's still four pounds, but it's only 950 grams. Oh, this happened a lot after Brexit, right? Toblerone, things getting small and people going, whoa, it's yeah, kicking yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, Shrinkflation. yeah. And obviously inflation, we say, has been like a cost of living crisis. Um, it, uh, inflation being another thing that affects the world. Um, so shrinkflation, it was interesting to see it popping up in Australia as well. Mm, mm. Now, let's move on to the Macquarie Dictionary. Woo, 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 my buddies. Oh, they have such good words of the year. Are you ready for their shortlist? 
Okay. Oh, hang on. Are you ready for the word of the year? Let's go straight to it. Do it. Okay. The word of the year, as chosen by Macquarie Dictionary or reported by Macquarie Dictionary, is teal. Okay. That's that's how you know it's a good word of the year when Mm -hmm. there's agreement between. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's how I got the feeling that this really must have been on people's minds, like in Australia. This isn't like Collins goes off and does permacrisis. This is like teal everywhere teal teal mm. teal 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 um very very interesting okay the short list i've got a new word for you that ends in core so last year do you remember cottage core very much so okay um this All year barbie core barbie core wow Australia is going to love that new Barbie film. It if looks really already, good. I'm excited. If they're already talking about Barbie core. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer? Yes. Oh. Like, it looks very funny. My God. It's, it's going to be like female Ghostbusters all over again. It'll be so great. <laughs> so Barbie core, I guess, is when you dress like Barbie. Like very, very yeah, bright pink. kind of very pink. Dye your hair very blonde. Yeah, yeah. Barbie core. Um, okay. So... The next word, why didn't I why didn't I look up the definitions of this? Allow me for a second to just bring up the Macquarie definitions. I think I thought I would remember them. <laughs> How silly <laughs> I was. Uh, the next word is clapter. Okay. What is, is it, it? What? You finish a chapter in a book and you're so amazed at what you've just read. <laughs> clapter. Clapter. A clapter. Okay, so clapter. Now, okay, now I look at it, I'm like, okay, I get it. Clapter, applause from an audience to indicate agreement with a comedian's joke or statement, especially one of a social or political nature. And it's mm. a, it's a, what do you call it when they, it's like two words in one? So it's a portmanteau. Thank you. It's a portmanteau. Yeah. Clapping and laughter. Clapping and laughter. Nice. So basically, if you're a stand up comedian in Australia and you go, I really love these teal candidates, mate. <laughs> I'm going to yes, clap to that. I'm going to clap to that. Like that. That's right. But you yeah. don't say I'm going to clap to that. But then the audience. The audience. Of, oh, I yeah. was. I am. Yeah. You, you can't see, but I, I, I changed ah. my character to embody the audience. I see. It was, it, was, it was a dramatic shift that unfortunately is not podcast visible. Ah. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, that is, that is basically <laughs> it. Um, it's... Yes, you say something that maybe is funny, but also is political or something where you're like, yeah, and you should, he shouldn't even, I don't know, grabbed her button anyway. And instead of laughing, people clap. It's clapped. Yeah. Don't know whether we needed a word for that, but now we have one. Um, another word on the shortlist is uh, goblin mode. Okay. Yep, yep. See you again. Hiya. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then the next is the hidden homeless. Okay. The hidden homeless, which I think is sort of, it describes when you can't pay your rent or something like that and you kind of have to couch surf with someone or you're staying on your friend's couch. You are technically homeless, but you are not out on the street uh, or in social housing or something. Well, I guess if you're in social housing, you're not homeless. But yeah, Yeah. you're not out in the street homeless, but you're certainly without a fixed abode of your own name. Yeah. Um, which is a big, you know, a sign of a crisis when, when we, we have to bring this up and we have to talk about this. So that's rubbish. Um, the next one, I love this so much. Uh, Nepo baby. Is it a child 
like a not a child like not a kid child but the the daughter or son of someone who benefits through nepotism mm-hmm. so maybe they get a job in the company cuz daddy's boss mm-hmm. is that what it is it is yeah oh, yeah okay well described well described okay yeah um also often in um in um in films etc so i had heard i had never heard this until i was watching Stranger Things, which had a season last mm. year, and mm-hmm. have you have you seen it? I haven't seen the latest season, no. Okay, um, so the, but you know the character who he play, he the Steve I think works in the ice cream parlor with. Oh yeah, 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 awkward girl. Um, she is played by Maya Hawke, and Maya Hawke is the child of Ethan Hawke, and I think Uma Thurman. Oh, okay. yeah, I know. She's a very striking looking person, and um. So Maya Hawke, and then I was kind of like Googling around looking at it, and, and she was talking about like, oh, you know, like being a Nepo baby or, or kind of at least acknowledging that um, it's much easier to become an actress when you're, mm. both your parents are famous actors. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why that made it into, has it been a year for him? No, not really. But maybe maybe another bit to kind of just hints at injustices in society i think we've got a lot of those words this year mm. so a nepo baby the next word though nothing to do with social injustice is orthosomnia okay so i'm thinking this is another portmanteau orthodontist is to do when you go to the orthodontist we don't say that word is it a dentist an orthodontist it, is it a dentist that a mouth deals with person? braces okay like, straightens your teeth and then somnia is like sleeping. insomnia. So is it like you're sleeping on your teeth problems, aka <laughs> you're not going to the dentist as much as you should. You're ignoring, you're not wearing your braces. You're ignoring your advice of your orthodontist. No, have you heard of uh, orthorexia? Uh, that was no, something but... that I sort of, okay, so you know how you can get anorexia? Yeah. Where you don't eat. Uh, yeah. You can get orthorexia, where you're constantly worried about eating the right things. Okay. Right? So it's a sort of... So ortho um, is more your mouth than your teeth. I think ortho is about doing it right or straight. Oh, okay. Right? So it's about... Um, I guess it, there's a perfectionism kind of uh, vibe in there. Okay. An orthodontist dealing with braces does the straightening of the teeth. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's Language what brain activated, yeah. So um, orthosomnia is when you're obsessed with how well and how long you sleep. Ah. Uh, which has become much, much worse when you're wearing, if you're wearing a tracker. Yeah. Right? If you're wearing anything, like I have a Apple Watch tracker thing but i don't wear it at night but if i wore it at night it would probably say oh you slept this many hours and you slept this well and here's like here's some commentary on your sleep yeah. and then what it can do when people have these is it can put them off sleeping it can make them too anxious to sleep because you because wow. you're going to bed and you're like oh it's going to be another bad night oh it's going to be another just oh four hours so oh i'm 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 going to be really sick because i don't sleep well enough Interesting. Interesting. Right. So then it, it affects you in many, many negative ways because you have become obsessed with sleeping perfectly and it disregards any other, like any sleep, basically. 
Okay. So that is orthosomnia, um, which does feel a little bit like sign of the times, right? You know, technology becoming mm -hmm. more and more prevalent in the world. Orthosomnia, I thought it was a decent one. Mm -hmm. Okay, the next one, uh, quiet quitting. <laughs> oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was a lot of like articles about it and it kind of made it around the internet and Twitter and stuff. Maybe on Twitter they should do some more quiet quitting. Um, so quiet quitting we've discussed. And the next word is, uh, I like this, it's a spicy cough. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's just a really like rough sounding cough. It's COVID. Apparently it's COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> spicy cough is so rude. I love it. Again, Australian listeners, please tell me, do you actually say this? Like, do you say she's got a spicy, she's got the spicy cough, the spicy? I love it. I love it. So maybe if someone's coughing near you and you're worried that they might have COVID and you might catch it, that's mm. a spicy cough. Don't know. Um, and the last one, which I think will resonate, um, I think it's quite interesting, is Yassify. Yassify, like yes, as in yeah. sort of, yeah, RuPaul, Drag Race, yes. So it's to almost like a glow up, would it be? Yeah, but it's like a fake glow up that you apply through putting filters and like editing an image. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it does... Um, apparently there's a Twitter account that posts such images, which... I think it's called Yas Queen. Mm -hmm. So you're right that the, the word origin is definitely from underground kind of via drag, maybe kind of making it to the language of the internet um, and via drag artists and that kind of stuff. But yeah, Yasify, it's when you do a, a pretty filter over your face or something like that. Okay. Okay. That's that. Yassify. Um, but the word of the year, seemingly, like, again, never heard of it, but seemingly really captured the um, mood of Australia is teal. Well done, Australia. What do you make of these? There's some interesting ones. I always quite like the Australian ones. Like, barbiecore is quite fun. Clapter. <laughs> I know you don't like it, but I quite like clapter. Do you? Yeah. Well, if you were a stand-up, would you think you'd you'd go for the clapter? No, not always. But mm. if you get if you get one or two, that's a good that's a good in, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, so clapter, I guess. <laughs> uh, where should we go next? Let's go. Let's let's go to. There's a German one, right, as well as the Austrian. That's right. Yeah. Weirdly, okay. Now, I'm going to say, I'm so proud of myself. When, and I have this on podcast, I can't remember the episode and I didn't listen back to all of them and I couldn't find it. But listeners, Lindsay, believe me, this is true. Mm -hmm. When this word was said by the person that said it, I was like, that's got word of year potential. That's going to make it to word of the year. The German word of the year for Germany is Zeitenwende. Okay. Zeitenwende, Wende, you know, like we in Germany we call it the Wende, die Wende when um, the wall came down and all that kind of time. Oh, okay, yeah. It like, yeah. means the shift sort of thing, okay. the change, the shift, right? To, Wenden means when you, like, um, Wenden is also when you turn your car around. Okay. Um, and Zeiten times, right? So it's like a, a shift of, of the times. Um, Don't start your crying, it's a sign of the times. Like that, is that the vibe? 
or have I just vibe shifted? Whoa, <laughs> look at me using the words. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me just write down um, when you did this because I'm going to put it at the start of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can sing more Harry Styles. Watermelon sugar. <laughs> I didn't even know that was Harry Styles. Well, I know about the watermelon song. Okay. You didn't know Styles? Oh. Uh, I do now. Poor, poor, do now. poor Harry a... Styles. Poor oh. Harry Styles. Poor Harry Styles. Sorry. Sorry, Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Harry Styles. I'm just going to write Harry Styles. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Um, so, sign at the Times. And it was the German Chancellor, Olaf Scholz, who said this in some sort of speech after the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. It's a time shift. It's 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 this this it's another Harry Styles song. Things are never going to be the same as it was. It's oh not God. the same as it was. Do, 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 do. Did he also do that in his speech? He's very flamboyant chancellor. He's not at all the most boring <laughs> chancellor we've had for ages. <laughs> you know, it's not the same. <laughs> as it was before Putin invaded that's right so it's definitely not the same <laughs> as it was and I think it's a really good word actually for Germany I mean I don't I've just been back to Germany Germany doesn't look any different to any other of the times I've been there or when I grew up there but um there is something about the mental change in attitude i think that many germans have had to do being a country that i think where is it obviously really war scarred but also mm. kind of very much like also lost the wars right um and has a lot of has has done a lot of looking back at the past and really looking at um all the all the evils of the past and certainly when I was growing up and, and like I see that every person I'm around like my dad like generation through the generations I think we wanted to as much as possible Germans and I'm going to count myself as that as well like could really consider ourselves pacifists like mm -hmm. that there was a sort of we're pacifists now like we don't want to get involved in in conflicts we don't want to get involved mm -hmm. in armed conflicts mm -hmm. i remember when the bundeswehr first got involved in an armed conflict it was kosovo and it was very much like <gasps> like you and i have talked about that when we went to croatia right mm -hmm. um and just this sort of like like that's always been a struggle for germany the, the the kind of struggle with oh we've got this role and we've got this position and we're a really powerful country but at the same time oh just We'd rather not, not wanting to engage in war. Yeah. Yeah. And this has been yeah. a year where this sort of we'd rather not got really, really challenged. And I think attitudes and, and things had to be re-examined and had to shift and stuff and say like, okay, do you know what? We, we do want to support. You know, how do we support? Can we yeah. support with weapons? If that's not really what we what we would want to do normally, kind of a thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's it's all I don't know. It's all a bit weird, and it's all a bit. I'm not sure I'm capturing it that well. No, you are. I I fully understand what you're saying because I think there was very much a feeling of why is no one going to help? And all the like everyone has helped Ukraine. The reason that they've been able to stand so strong is because of the the resources. Mm -hmm. whether that's money or weapons directly, that 
you know, a lot of other countries have provided them with, right? You can see how that would then be a be a, a Zeitenwender mm-hmm. for for Germany. Yeah. And I think also I think Germany in particular had really tried to do the keep your enemies close thing with Russia. Oh, okay, uh, interesting. Right. Because Germany was the... very affected by the gas pipe thing, right? Apparently, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's just been it, it's been a it's been a funny one. Um, mm. I don't want to go too far into it in a language podcast, but again, like, how can you talk about language without talking about society? If there's one, oh, it's like lesson meshed. from the fluent show, we know, we know, you can't, you never can. Language is society. Language is life, and language is our culture as as humans, um, mm. to a very large extent. So, Zeit and Really interesting one, really interesting one. Um, and Germany is the kind of country where people will like really seriously and deeply discuss things um, on media. And I, I, I think it kind of captured up. So good choice. And actually, mm. good call me. Good call me. Well done me. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Just leave it to us I would say I would say I'm, I'm going to predict the 2023 word of the year for English, but good God, no. If, oh, if they're really? anything, if, I mean, if they're anything like this year, that with the 2022 ones we've gone through for the UK, I've got no chance in predicting. <laughs> well, you're, just, um, we're gonna, you're gonna have our, we're gonna have our own. We're gonna have our own. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah, much better. It. It's, it's gonna be called the better word of the year. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna get so much clapter. People will be like, yes. Can't wait. Can't wait. People are gonna be like, yes, Sophia. <laughs> okay, I, what I have left is Norway. You know, predictors of last year, uh, Pandora, uh, Kanji of the year from Japan, Merriam-Webster, mm-hmm. which is the American one that comes out at the time of recording, um, American Dialect Society. It's in the show notes. They haven't published yet. Um, and then there's the Palavra do Ano from Portugal. Mm, okay, let's go Kanji. Let's go Kanji. Okay, I went on Forvo and um, it's in, again, show notes, very rich this time. Um, I went on Forvo to try and practice uh, pronouncing this. Um, I think it's pronounced something like Ixa. 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 Okay. Um, it's I-K-U-S-A in the, in the non-kanji script. Um, but the kanji of the year, um, we're also going to put it in show notes. Um, and it means war or strife. And uh, references both the Russian invasion of Ukraine and I totally forgotten about this. I'm so sorry. The assassination of Shinzo Abe. That's like that's huge news, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, so he he that died. Doesn't he was he was assassinated? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't assassination mean somebody died? Well, he he was he was shot at. Yeah. And I th- I think he did he die in hospital. I'm I'm unsure. Whether he died at the scene or died after in, in hospital, know. but I either had to go way, Wikipedia to even work out that he died. Whether whether or not it was assassination on the spot, if it wasn't, it was an assassination. No, it was. Yeah, it was an assassination. Even if it did, even if he didn't die at the spot, but yeah, regardless, it's just like, whew, mm-hmm, that just mm-hmm. that's not a thing that that happens. No, it's not a thing that happens. <laughs> I, whew, yeah. No, I think maybe this is like what a perma crisis. God, maybe the perma crisis. I still won't say it, but I can see how it captures mm-hmm. something where you like. We've had a year of a lot of. That's not a thing that happens. Yeah, yeah. A few years, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Like, what do you mean by having a global pandemic? 
<laughs> weird um <laughs> so yeah we're still we're definitely still coming out of that listeners 2022 quite a quite a shadow that's the kanji of the year i'm gonna also give you the Norwegian one, because again, we've no shortlist, we've just got a short word. Um, I haven't looked up how to pronounce this, so I'm going to try and read this. It's It looks like Krimflasjon. Okay. Krim, I have, Krimflasjon. I can't read that one, so I have no idea what that means. Mm, yeah, I have to... Um, I, I had to put that through Google to even find it. Um, <laughs> and it means shrinkflation. Oh, okay. So Australia had yeah, that that's too, it. right? Yeah, Australia. Yeah, okay. I've ha- I have heard it in the UK as well. So shrinkflation. Interesting. Um, a- another inflation. And then Austria, Austria had inflation. So, and you, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. cost of living crisis. Mm-hmm. Certainly, yeah, people haven't got any money at the moment. Or people have got less money than they had before. Now, okay, I'm going to... This is really cool. I'm going to give you the Portuguese one before I give you the American one. And the cool thing about this is that... The word of the year yesterday before recording, when I was looking on the website to find out what it was, was just a countdown. So this is hot off the press. (laughs) Okay. Now, I cannot uh, speak Portuguese, so I'm going to just try and read this out to you um, in my mediocre attempt at pronunciation. Um, But it's pretty clear what it means because, I don't know, I've learned Spanish and French so I can see what it means okay, okay so 2022 a palavra eleita é guerra uh-huh guerra a invisão oh. da ucrânia pela rússia deu início ao maior conflito militar na europa desde a segunda guerra mundial so mm-hmm. the invasion of ukraine by russia something something the start of major start military major... conflict Major military, yeah, first major military conflict mm. since, since the, the Second, Second World, World War. War. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so the word is war. Mm-hmm. Is war. So in Portugal, they're not faffing around making any reference yeah. to their own country. They're like, this is what it is. This is the world. Yeah. Should I have respect been that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a few other words of the year candidates, which again, you will find in the show notes, fluent.show slash 241. Okay. I think these are cool. I think these are cool. The next ones. Um, we're going to mm-hmm. finish off with Merriam Webster, Merriam Webster dictionary in the US of A. Um, now, what's interesting about these is that my Merriam Webster's words of the year are actually based on trends in how frequently the words are looked up. Okay. Right, so it's so, a little bit less committee. No goblin mode, no, no permacrisis. <laughs> We've got pure facts. No Actual used right. words of 2022. Yes. I'm ready. And I was really surprised by this one because I felt like, why now? Um, gaslighting is their word of the year. I agree with you. 2017 called. They want their word of the year back. <laughs> what is that? Who's thinking? Gaslighting. What? Okay. Yeah, retro. I know, like it feels like everybody kind of, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's now really transcended into society. They do say yeah. there's a 1740% increase in lookups. What? Interesting. So maybe it's, maybe, yeah, that's an example of a word of the year with staying power where mm-hmm. a few years ago it was like, what does that mean? I've heard this. What does it mean? And now maybe people are now using it more. And then 
other people are thinking, what does that mean? And yeah, okay, I can see, I can see that actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm. And the description, the way that they've put it is, we've seen the meaning of gaslighting refer also, so usually gaslighting means when you're trying to pretend you you did something bad to someone and then you're pretending it never happened and -hmm. you're pretending to them it never happened so you're trying to make them believe that it's all in their imagination Mm -hmm. right that's a fairly decent explanation Um, but now they're saying we've seen the meaning of gas and usually it's personal relationships right so if uh, domestic violence context perhaps so we've seen the meaning of gaslighting refer also to something simpler and broader the act or practice of grossly grossly misleading someone especially for a personal advantage in this view the word is at home with other terms relating to modern forms of deception and manipulation such as fake news deep fake and artificial intelligence okay with that explanation, it makes more sense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you might say like, oh, Twitter is gaslighting us by God knows what, I don't know. Or the government is gaslighting us, right? Mm. By saying, like, you know how we, in the UK, we've got like strikes at the moment in the mm. NHS, permacrisis, mm. um, our health service. And I, I read that some politicians are, don't want to say it's in crisis. They don't want to use the word crisis. Yeah. Um, so I guess you might come back to that and say, you are gaslighting us, government. Right? Yeah. You're pretending okay, it's not happening. That. You're deceiving us. Um, I wonder if it's something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to hear from any American listeners. Have you seen an increase in gaslighting? Do people around you say it more? I definitely think people have made friends with the terms, with the term and use it more. That's a good description. Have made friends with the term. Yeah, it Off, feels more offline too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of those words for a long time I felt uncomfortable using, even mm-hmm. if I heard people like because it felt like there were such strong implications to use that word mm-hmm. against someone. If because it because it when it was like one person, right? Yeah. But if you're using it in that broader context, it feels almost easier to use especially when you think about it like fake news deep fake artificial so you can kind of see those connections then yeah yeah okay I can see it makes sense now to me yeah yeah Yeah. I I agree with you I think it was um maybe this is sort of this is something that often happens right when a word really becomes more and more used more and more popular it sort of washes out in its meaning a little bit um which Mm. makes it feel slightly less of an accusation yeah, sort of and thing. then yeah, and then and then no doubt in a couple of years' time there'll be a new word for the more specific individual personal level. Mm-hmm. If this word continues to become more broadly used, you know that's that's language, yeah. right? Yeah, and maybe it's also like um, we've seen a lot of psychological terms or like therapy speak that's kind of made it out of mm-hmm. the the psychological the, the psychiatrist uh, context. Um, mm-hmm. And made it more onto the internet. So I'm thinking of abuse and I'm thinking of um, trauma. Like maybe PTSD and trauma is a big one. Yeah. Mm. Like trauma is not, I guess, used to mean what it used to mean maybe even a decade ago. Um, so yeah. these for, are words. For a long time, for, I, I used to find for a long time depression was really overused mm. and probably still is. But that's the whole point, right? Is a word can have two meanings it can mean yeah. a, a clinical diagnosis. Or it can mean just like something where you're using a word perhaps sort of lazily in a, in a separate meaning, in a separate sense. Yeah, yeah. 
like in German, like when I was, this is when I was a teenager, right? So this is not new development, but you, if you're down, you could say like, um, you're feeling deprimiert or depri. Mm. Um, and that's not the same as depressive. So there's ah, actually okay. two so there's a words difference. for it. Yeah. But yeah. until I had depression, because um, I have gone through depression, until I had depression, I don't think I really understood how di how different it feels. So I think it's, it, mm. those are those are d d difficult to kind of capture from from the outside. So it, yeah. I have I when I th when I think people people might say they're feeling depressed and they they mean sad. I don't think it's necessarily. It's not an to, intentional. It's hard. Uh, yeah. The severity of depression. Exactly. Exactly. OCD is another one. Oh, I'm really OCD about X, Y, Z. Are you clinically diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder or are you yeah. just someone who likes things to look neat, you know, like because OCD as, yeah. as a clinical Social diagnosis anxiety. is so much bigger, so much bigger than just thinking you like things in order. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's whether it's whether that takes away from the clinical definition. I guess everybody has to make their own decision about that. Exactly. But I wonder if with gaslighting. Like, obviously, it's not a clinical diagnosis in the same way as those examples, but does it run that risk of losing the intensity if it becomes something more, something used, as it says, simpler and broader? We'll find out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or does it mean, does it open it up for more confident use by everybody? Yeah. Confident use. That's what I feel with, with this word now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, okay, we'll have it as a word of the year. Yeah. <laughs> we shall accept this. <laughs> you go, Miriam Webster. <laughs> you go. <laughs> okay, I've got a few other ones that were candidate words again. So I guess the must either have been the one with the most lookups or there was a little bit of committee choice in there. Don't know. All right, so candidate words from Merriam Webster to close out our words of the year 2022 episode is the first one is oligarch. Mm-hmm. Oligarch. Obvious uh, look, reasons. Lookups for oligarchs spiked 621% in early oh. March 2022. Um, and it's obviously because there was a lot of sanctions placed on Russian oligarchs. R oligarch meaning it means rule by the few. Um, mm. So it basically people who are really, 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 really rich and have political clout in Russia um, they got sanctions placed on them, maybe can't access their account anymore if they've got an account mm. in the UK or something like that. Or I think some of them had their boats confiscated as <laughs> if so you've got a yacht um, so or houses that you have in London. Um, so lots and lots of this kind of stuff. And that's why oligarch became a word of the year candidate. Um, next up, we have Omicron. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Omicron? Yeah, it feels like a long time ago now. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like um, party gate it's like okay if they happen in january do they deserve to be a word of the year Meh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay and then we have uh co codify or code codify okay and i had to look this i had to look this one up for what it means yeah i don't know what that means but then when i read it so this is very american specific codify refers to a process by which congress can make laws the word literally means to make a code um, so this was spiking in lookups after the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Because mm. in America, in 2022, apparently they decided to make abortion illegal. 
Mm-hmm. Cannot say anything about that. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I, guess, I, have, I have no words. I guess codify maybe would be a word that was used in news articles mm-hmm. about this, right? Mm-hmm. And that then spikes the, the look people ups. looking up. Because, yeah, yeah. Maybe interesting. There, there hadn't really been the passing of a law, the codif- codification of a law that significant. That had such significant impact, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, just going to leave that one there and move on to the next one, which is mm. LGBTQIA. Really? Yes. You, uh, oh, but we're still, we're on the lookup, right? So, okay. Yeah. Well, I can beca- see. I think it's because of the IA or maybe the QIA because it got longer. Mm-hmm. It's not like they, dis- like nobody decides, like there's no committee that says, okay, we have to say this now. Right. But increasing mm-hmm. use. I think a lot of people, what happens is places and people see uh, increasing use of it and then adopt it as well, right? That's how words often spread. Um, and this, I think, is about the LGBT abbreviation that we all know. Or increasingly, we've known it as LGBTQ to include queer slash questioning. If, you, if you're questioning your gender or your sexual identity. Um, so lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, slash questioning okay so we got that in there now um and then this this year i guess the usage increased of ia also added to that which stands mm-hmm. for intersex and uh, um asexual slash aromantic slash agender so it's a it's a really interesting one i think lgbtqia is still once you get used to it so that you don't have to think about like the letters etc um, mm. absolutely fine and like shout out to the pansexuals out there like the the p um i guess but it's it's one of those things where how do we you're right like the the, the ideal case scenario is if we didn't have to highlight that community um mm-hmm. i have i don't know i think yeah we need we need a world that doesn't well, it's 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 with so many social justice things. We need a world that doesn't um, default being straight, doesn't default being white, and doesn't default being male. And we're still working on that. So this mm. is part of working on that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you want the next word? Go for it. Okay, because I have to move us on. But um, please, yeah, sorry. Uh, send your send your <laughs> listener essays if you have them um, and opinions. <laughs> feel free to send me emails. Uh, that's absolutely fine. Uh, no angry words, please. Oh, I mean. I'll read them. It's fine. Okay, so uh, sentient is the next word. Sentient. I think this is AI related. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. So that we we're coming ever closer. Um, <laughs> metaverse to the really metaverse. didn't work out. But sentient. <laughs> um, okay. The next word. So weird. So weird. Low me. Low me. Low me. Okay. This is. I think this is rubbish. I think this is. Rubbish as a word choice, but you might disagree. Okay, so 2022 was also the year that many people discovered the joy in puzzling out five-letter words, both Wordle and Quirdle, nine guesses, sent people to the dictionary with numerous seldom-searched-for words tapped out on keyboards everywhere. When Lomi, consisting of loam, a soil consisting of a friable mixture of varying proportions of clay, silt, and sand, so it's something about soil, was a Quirdle answer on August 29th, the entry surged 4.5 million 
percent. So wow. Lomi is in this because it was in one of those Wordle Quirtle games, and people didn't know what it meant. I'm surprised that like Wordle isn't in any of these lists as a word of the year. True. Actually, true Wordle maybe because it's yeah. maybe it's proprietary. Mm, 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 Good question. Mm. Can you have proprietary words in the dictionary? Don't know. Like, could you put Coca Cola in the dictionary? Could you put yeah Xerox in the dictionary? When it's already when it becomes a verb, I think. Interesting. I think so. Yeah, this yeah, is like okay. a D classification or something they call it. Oh. Oh, I don't know. It happened to Xerox, and then they were like, "Stop saying Xerox." You have to say copy because <laughs> we can't use it anymore as uh, to mean us or something. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was the whole thing. Um, so yeah, Lomi, the word itself didn't really say anything about the year, but the fact that the word was looked up represented something that happened in the year. Yeah, for what, 4.5 million people? No, 4.5 million percent increase. Oh, percent yeah. increase. Yeah, yeah, on that day Whoa. when people Whoa. went, what does this mean? Wow, that's you... huge. Yeah, but do you look it up in the dictionary usually? Mm, every day. No, <laughs> I don't. But that's still huge. That's still huge. Are you so, much yeah. of a wordler, Lindsay? Do you know, I was not and am not really, but I listened to a podcast on a long drive recently about word puzzles. Do you know the Ologies podcast? I've heard of it. It's very good. And I listened to the episode about word puzzles and um, it was with someone who writes crosswords for the New York Times and they were talking about word or they were talking about spelling bee. And so I downloaded the New York Times crossword app and over Christmas got very into that as part of my not working, uh, you know, goblin yeah. mode. Goblin mode. Am I using it right? Um, were you were you in your pants? <laughs> I was wearing clothes. Ah, no, not goblin enough. So okay. not okay, okay. Semi goblin mode. I feel goblin mode is like if you're in your pajamas covered in crisps. It's a duvet day. It's a duvet day. So <sighs> yeah, wordle wordle, not much in my household. My mum, by the way, completely like does all the crosswords ever. Crossword mm. whiz, amazing. Um we do hurdle in our house. Yeah, the Spotify one. It's, I've done that it's before. It's now Spotify, isn't it? Like they like bought it or something. Um, we do Hurdle, then Hurdle eighties, and then Hurdle nineties. Oh, that's eighties and nineties. Oh, there I like is, that. Yes. <laughs> yes. My claim to fame is that after two seconds of the intro, um, which starts with a drum solo, but you don't think it will, I recognize Millennium by Robbie Williams. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, Elder Millennium. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that and, and listen to it after to find Little out the drums at the start. Uh yes, yeah, how far in it takes I, you. I enjoy Worldle. Oh yeah, I've seen people do that. Yeah. yeah. Is it like we're in the geography? A we? silhouette. You get a silhouette of a country. Oh my god. And then if you get it right, you have to guess the neighbours, then you can guess the capital, population, currency. The flag as well. All sorts of bonus rounds. Oh, my God. Language nerds. I mean, if anyone is still <laughs> listening to this podcast, go and go and check out Worldle. I'll put all these things in the show notes. Worldle. Hurdle. <laughs> and also the Ologies podcast. It's all in my notes. Brilliant, brilliant. Mm -hmm. Okay, we've got two words to go. Da -da -da -da. And then it is goodbye once again for the fluent show, which is not coming back. We're just doing this for fun. Uh, raid is the next word. Raid. raid in an American context. 
I don't know. What? But the, 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 the January 6th thing was 2021, right? Yes. That yeah. wasn't a raid. That was an insurrection. That was an ins- yeah, okay. So raid is referring, I think, defo, to when they went to Mar-a-Lago in Florida. Oh, yes, 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 Do you remember? Yes, 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 it was yes, like yes. Donald Trump's messy office and he's just got the FBI secret papers or whatever it was just scattered about. Okay, yeah, Not the I FBI remember. Papers. The raid. FBI went to the thing. But why uh, do people need to look up the word raid? Surely that's a word that you know the meaning of. Maybe there was sort of like family discussions. Mm. Maybe, mm. I don't know. I don't know. Good question. Why it got looked up. But it certainly happened. Certainly happened. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember now. Okay, and we are going to end this podcast and the words of the year for 2022. I loved it so much. It's such a good word to end on. Uh, on Queen Consort. Oh, this is Camilla. This is Camilla. We're bringing it back yeah. to England. Back to, back to Blighty. Yes, Queen Consort. This is Camilla. So this was determined by the late queen. Why are we talking about like the monarchy? But anyway, but determined by the late queen in like before she died, that when she dies, she would quite like for Camilla, the wife of Prince Charles, now King Charles, to carry a queen title, which I think was considered fairly generous, considering that Camilla is not Charles's first wife and Charles is not her first husband. There was a bit of bit of to do about that, and obviously they've got a turbulent past in a love story or whatever. Um, but she did get the title of Queen Consort. So I guess it's Queen Com- King Charles and Queen Camilla, isn't it? That's And, you know, I've only just realised that the Queen's husband was Prince Philip. Because yeah. I'm thinking, why is it such a big deal? Surely that's just how it is. No, he was Prince Philip, wasn't he? He wasn't King Philip. Was not a King ah. Consort. No. Yeah, yeah. But the older, like, the wife of... The king, whoever it was before Queen Elizabeth, George. Queen Mum, yep, was Queen something something, wasn't she? Oh, I don't know. Was she? I don't Is know. My, Many my, questions mm. brought up by this Queen Consort thing, and I'm surprised that this made it into America. But I guess partly to do mm. with Prince Harry and Oprah. I was going to say all yeah. that drama, Meghan Markle. Yeah. Um, that in the USA, there's a big interest now in the royals and people looked up what a queen consort is according to the dictionary yeah that's interesting but i love it because i mean love wins out in the end oh we could say if we were being uh sentimental if we were looking for a a a, a <laughs> smushy finale to the episode which we are <laughs> Indeed, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) So, listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you're still here, thank you so much for hanging out with us, getting through a long episode, a little bit of a reprise of the Fluent Show for Words of the Year. Um, This wasn't planned by me when I ended the podcast, but I just, I couldn't resist it. And I kind of had it in the back of my mind. So I've had such a great time. Lindsay, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me. Thank you for having me. It was fun. really, really fun. And if you want to keep in touch with us, I mean, you can say subscribe to the feed. Who knows when next we'll have a random idea. But also, please head over to fluentlanguage.co.uk to see what I've been up to and to join my newsletter, which is the best way to stay in touch with me. And head over to 
Lindsay, do it yourself. Plug your, plug your own place, I guess. <laughs> LindsayDoesLanguages.com Yay! LindsayDoesLanguages.com where you can sign up to Lindsay's newsletter um, and see what she has been up to and what she is going to get up to next. Uh, we are still on the internet this year we are not going into full goblin mode we're not going to be gaslighting you <laughs> um, it's not going to be a perma crisis where we are uh, we're very much looking forward to the new year and hope that you are too and wish you a really really good one and with that it is goodbye from me goodbye and goodbye from Lindsay Williams goodbye goodbye